Welcome to Conversations with Joel on Joel Osteen Radio. Joel's guest today is a four-time Emmy Award winner and former co-host of the NBC Today Show, Kathy Lee Gifford. And now, Here's Joel Osteen. Hey, my guest today is the one and only Kathy Lee Gifford, a, a good friend and somebody you all know. Kathy Lee, you you brought joy and peace and entertainment to to us for many years, and we we appreciate you and we we admire you. Oh, Joel, I, you you need to get out more often. You really <laughs> do. <laughs> <laughs> don't believe what you read <laughs> that's so funny how are you doing i'm doing great i'm doing great it's great to see you and so well i want to i want to get to your movie in a minute but let's let's talk about go back because it's funny because i went to oral roberts university you went to oru too oh my gosh uh i, I got to oral roberts university because i'd been living with the, anita bryant and her family oh, down in wow. florida and uh she had quite the life as you can imagine and it was a uh it just was a an unhappy time. She knew I was unhappy. And she said, I just got off the phone with Oral. And I said, Oral who? Oral Roberts. She says, you can come to his his university next week if you want to go to school. And I went, I don't even know who he is or where he is. But if uh, if you say he's a good man, I, I'll go to his, I'll go. And wow. I thought I'd be there for, I don't know, a semester or something. I stayed. Uh, but they've, they've done a lot of work on the university from the days of when I was there. I was there in the early 70s. So I went there as a, as a little Jewish girl, the only Jewish girl. I laughed about it even then. I mean, I'm, you know, Kathy Lee Epstein at Oral Roberts University was a weird thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Did you know, as as you were younger, did you know you wanted to be in entertainment? Or, yes. Or, you did? Mm -hmm. I did, I did. I knew from the moment I came out of my mother's womb, I couldn't say it or, or you know, but I was, I came out with a, what I say, a rim shot and a pratfall, but I'm bumping. <laughs> I was putting on shows and writing musicals and singing and I, long before uh, I, I got paid for it. And uh, I knew that's what I wanted to do. And then, and then when I saw uh, that my first uh, Disney movie, I saw um, a Haley Mills in a, what was it? The, the tree house. It was one of his first movies. And I, the first one I saw and I remember saying to my mom and dad, that's that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. And yeah. I, I I don't know how old I was, but I wrote Walt Disney a, a letter. Wow. And I said, um, you need to meet me. I know you have Haley Mills and Annette Funicello, but you need to meet me. <laughs> and um, and uh, I'm known for my I'm known for my uh, expressions. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And so. Lo and behold, I get a I get a letter back from 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 him. It's a form letter, but you don't yeah. know that when you're eight years old. Yeah, it's, it says Walt Disney the way it's you know, and um, I could read that much. And he said, Kathy, I I love your your attitude or whatever, and I hope one day we do get to work together. And so you just work very very hard, and one day we'll work together. And I just I I went whoa, I'm on the road now. <laughs> you know. Wow. Later, when I signed on with Regis to do. Uh, the the uh, syndicated show. Our syndicator was Disney. I ended up doing 15 years with the with the Walt Disney wow. Company, uh, making movies with them. It, it all came true. Wow. It all came true. And uh, in fact, Cody, my son, I'm I'm here in Connecticut and at uh, my home with him. And he was in a movie when he was nine years old with me called Model Behavior. Same first movie as Justin Timberlake. They both yeah. had their debuts on on a, on. A, on a, uh, it was fun. Wow. Those are good days. And so when I started dreaming these big, big dreams as a child, 
my parents knew something weird, weird was going on with me. I wasn't like my brother and I wasn't like my younger sister. And I just was a doer. I would, if somebody said, you can't sing, I'd say, I'll show you I can sing. I just had that thing, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. And you need that in that business. It's a brutal business. That I am supposed to be a missionary to the world. Jesus said, go into all the world and teach all people about my ways, about my laws, about my love. That's everywhere and everything. I don't ask a plumber when he walks in if he's a Christian. Yeah. You know, I, I want a guy who knows how to fix my toilet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 I said, God uses his people everywhere. And darn Joel, if because the Lord led me into the world, he led me into millions of people have heard the gospel. Oh, I Not know. because I'm on a Billy Graham crusade or I'm on a church or I'm in the, you know, the people that don't go to the to, the, to church and, and, you know, you've still got a few that are hanging out there in Houston that haven't come yet. <laughs> That's Very right. Very few left, but, uh, you know, uh, and, and, but the ones that, are, that, that believe that the Bible's a dead book, dead, dead 5,000 year old book, if it was ever alive to begin with, yeah. And they don't believe in God, but they, they don't know yet that God believes in them, you know? Yes. And so I always had a heart for the unsaved and a heart for the world. And, and the Lord just gave me uh, patience with people and, and tenderness for them and mercy for them. So I find myself on movie sets, on, in, um, on Broadway stages, at, at the Philharmonic stages, at, all over the world. Uh, and and you get to talking with people. And one time I was doing a movie in, in Scotland with my friend, Ricky Gervais. He says, Kathy, why do you love me and Ricky? We're not good guys. And I, and I, you know, he's Scottish, obviously. And I said, and he said, why do you love us? And I go, look, of, of course I love you. First of all, you're, you're wonderful people. I love you. I love to be with you. You make me laugh. I enjoy you. You're, you're created in God's image and I love everybody God creates. So why wouldn't I love you? Yeah. And Joel, this will break your heart because I know your heart. He said, I got to tell you something, Kathy. He says, no person of faith has ever told me or Ricky that yeah. they love us. Yeah. Wow. And I said, well, then you've never met one till now. Yeah. Because that's the first thing you would learn about somebody who truly follows Jesus, yes. walks in the steps of Yeshua, Jesus, who was the most uh, radical example of love the world has ever seen or ever will. If we're not if we're not testifying of that, yes, you know, we can and, and use less words, just love people. I think it was Augustine that said, you know, preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. Yeah. But instead, we just we just judge and we're super we, we're self-righteous and we don't want to get dirty. And and, you know, when we do what Jesus said to do, which is love others as I have loved you, I cannot tell you how many people on sets and at the Today Show and on Regis and everywhere, they come to you quietly like Nicodemus in the night. Yeah. They came to me all the time and said, Kathy, can I talk to you about something? And there would be something in there to go, will you pray for me? I don't know what to do. And whether it was people that were, they were trying to get, have a baby, their father was dying. Would you make this video for my uncle or whatever? Yeah. It was always, they knew they could come there to me and to, my, and to Christine, who's been with me for 32 years now, and they'd have a safe place to be vulnerable and, and, and private yeah. and, and, and cared for. And I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people through the years came to faith in Yeshua, Jesus, because I was there. 
that's so powerful. I love that, Kathy Lee, because you, you let your light shine where God puts you. God makes us all individual, and that's what we've seen, and you've done it beautifully. I think you touched on something there I wanted to ask. So, so how did you handle the pressure? I mean, every everybody today, they're raising kids. They're coming through COVID and all this, but you dealt with a special pressure. Being on the Today Show every day and just, you know, like you said, the, sometimes the certain community doesn't accept you, but maybe right. any words of advice to somebody to, you know? Yeah. What I did early, early on was the Lord said to me, Kathy, do never, never um, separate secular from spiritual. God doesn't do that. We The Bible doesn't say in him, we go visit at, uh, at, your, at Lakewood once yeah. a week. And that's a big part of many people's walk with Jesus. And it's fantastic. But it says in him, we live and move and have our being. That means every nanosecond of our existence, we are to be in relationship with the living God and with his son, Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And, and that's where you get all the boldness. That's where it's not because, I mean, it's great to hear a wonderful sermon on Sunday, but when you're in the trenches every day, it's got to be because, no, I am not a secular being. I may make my living here, but I am a child of God, whether I walk in to get my hair done or I'm on a Broadway stage or I am at your church worshiping all, but it should all be authentic. And there's so many, when Jesus called the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees hypocrites, what the word means in in uh, the Greek is it means actor. When you're authentically following Jesus, are we going to make mistakes? Yes, I've made so many mistakes through the years, but because the viewers knew that my heart, because I'd shared who I was right. authentically, they either didn't like me or they loved me. They hated me or they loved me. It seemed there was no middle ground, but it was on the authentic basis. Yeah, and I was fine with them hating me. Because, you know, I used to say, Lord, they hated you, too. Yeah. They hated you. They didn't know you, Lord. They didn't. They don't know me. And I could always run to Jesus and feel like this is part of why he made me for that business, Joel, just like he made you for pastorhood. Yeah. He made your father for pastorhood. You know, yes. he made us for a purpose. And every day at this point in my life, as I'm getting older, I say, if I wake up every morning and I have a I have a I have a pulse. It means I still have a purpose. He's not yes. done with me yet. That's so good. Y'all, y'all know our guest today, Kathy Lee Gifford, um, somebody we've watched for the years. And just, you know, I said it earlier, you brought us joy and you bring us inspiration. Right. I love this new project. Let's talk about the, the movie you made, the, the book you've got out. Now, yeah. now, I want to hear more about that. Well, it's so funny. People say to me, how could you have left your dream job with Regis? And then you left another dream job with Hoda. How could you do that at the height of success? <laughs> And I go, you're just assuming that you know what my dream job was. No, my dream job, Joel, is exactly, finally, I get to do what I want to do right now in this world. And that is I'm making these movies based on the stories in the Bible that are epic. Like the first one I did was three and a half years ago. I put it out on the day that I left the Today Show. It's called The God Who Sees. And, and, And in it, I told the story of uh, I, did, I wrote it with Nicole C. Mullen, a brilliant artist, and and I, she's the star of that. I just directed it. It was my first directorial thing. We shot it in Israel, told the story of Hagar, then Ruth, then uh, David hiding in the, all of their desert experiences, and then ended it with Mary Magdalene at the tomb, having a different kind of desert, the desert of losing her savior and trying to mm-hmm. find him, uh, but they can't, she can't find his body. 
That's my favorite scripture in the entire Bible is, is one word. When, when Jesus, when she came, when Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and she didn't recognize Jesus because she thought he was the gardener. And what did Jesus say to her? Mary. That's what he says to all of us. Put your name in there. That's how personal he was to Mary Magdalene, who'd been, you know, healed. Jesus set her free and she followed him even to the tomb, to the cross, and then to the tomb. She wasn't afraid of what they were the, they were going to do to her. Yeah. She had to find her savior. I love that it was a woman. I love that it was a woman who had mental illness at one time. That's Jesus in a nutshell, isn't it? Yes. Not that he doesn't love everybody, sure. but those are the very people that he set out to find. He went out of his way to go to find the Samaritan woman. He went out of his way to send Peter up to to Cornelius up in Caesarea, the lost, the broken, the unsaved, the unwashed, the unclean. So this movie, the new one, is four oratorios, like the God who sees. It's the God of the how and when. Starts with the dawn of creation and how God had to call a people to him to 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 bring the 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 savior to the world, the Messiah. So it talks about how God called Abram and called Sarai from the land of Ur. Well, we don't even know where the land of Ur was because we don't study rabbinically. In my new book that goes with the movie, The Way, it's called The God of the Way by the same gentleman I wrote Rock Road and Rabbi with. Um, And it's a a pastor, uh, Pastor Rabbi uh, Sobel. Rabbi, he's not, he is a pastor, but he's Rabbi uh, Sobel. And and it's called The God of the Way. And we learn in something like that, the story of Abraham and Sarah that we know of in the Bible talks about how they had to remember how God changed their name. I'm sure you preached about it. Yeah. But I learned from him that the, the one thing that he changed in Abram's name and Sarai's name was one Hebrew letter, the letter Hey, H-E-I. And he added an H in English, but in the Hebrew, a Hey. And that was that means he breathed on them. Wow. He breathed his life, his Holy Spirit life. And when he breathed on them, he birthed in them. And that's how they could become birthers because he changed their nature. He breathed on them. I want to, I want to learn like that, Joel. Every day I want to learn something. I said, Jesus, change my name. Change, breathe on me that I may then fulfill whatever it is, your purpose for me. So we go all the way through to Moses and Joshua and uh, end with Mary being visited by the angel, all of that God of the how and when God's promises will always come true. We don't know how, and we don't know when, but we can count on him because his word is flawless and he is God almighty and sovereign of all things. So the second one is called the God of his word and that Danny Gokey hosts and he sings magnificent songs. And he's, we shot that in Utah. So we, sh- and, uh, we shot in Utah, we shot in Texas, we shot in, um, um, uh, we shot in Tennessee. I have a, a, a section in the fourth oratorio called The God of the Other Side that is just amazing. It, everybody knows the prodigal son. And I got to my dream cast of um, uh, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Allen, the biggest star in country music now, has been a friend of mine since I first met him on the Today Show about five years ago, and he's exploded. I knew he would. He plays the prodigal. I shot it in Tennessee about a mile from my house. 
and B.B. Winans plays his father. Nice. I mean, come on. Yeah. And my friend Claude, who he, along with his writing partner, uh, Chuck Harmony, plays the other brother. But I mean, I, I'm pinching myself. I've gone from the top of Mount Arbel with with Nicole singing her brains out to these guys acting and singing their brains out. And um, Larry Gatlin plays, I stand here by the Jordan, humbled and afraid terrified i'm not the man to lead this nation you have made he plays joshua nice and it was so freaking freezing in utah when we shot it so freezing and i'm wrapping him and i I cut up a shirling jacket i had just to have something around his neck because it's only october but it was so cold and we're going oh oh, we're sorry it's so cold because i didn't come here to play golf let's shoot this thing (laughs) (laughs) i love that I mean, you know, uh, the fan, the couple that I that I cast to play Abraham and Sarah, I asked who, Lord, who, and he told me their names, Matt and his wife, Julie. I didn't know at the time. They'd been battling infertility for years. Wow. And we're going through IVF hell, you know, just awful. And we're about to give up. I hired them. I didn't hire them. Everybody agreed to do it for free. I took them to Utah. They came. We came back. They played the most, most famous infertile couple of all time, right? Yeah. And three months later, they go, we're having a baby. Oh, wow. wow. We're having a baby. The God of the how and when has not changed, Joel. You yeah. know this. I know this. But we want you get up every morning and go to work to to keep telling people the good news that God has never changed. He yeah. loves whom he creates. He loves everything he creates. And he longs to bring us back into bet of the Father's house. So that's what this is all about, is how do we get back to bet of? It's 74 minutes long. It's with a 65-piece orchestra. They all play for the Nashville Symphony Orchestra. The orchestrations are, be, I'd, I'd stack it up against anything you'll ever hear in a, in a Broadway show or a, or a major, major motion picture. My cinematography is a, a, on a par with anything because he's just brilliant. And... Um, you know, my daddy used to say, Kathy, for surround yourself with people that are smarter than you and more talented and you'll look good. And that's what I've done all <laughs> yeah. my career. <laughs> oh, no. Well, you, you've done well. I hear that. But it's called the God of the Way. So how do we how do we see it, Kathy Lee? Well, the Fathom event, uh, uh, it will be uh, over by the time folks are listening. But the book is out. The book is out now. And it's the it, and it's the teaching guide. Gotcha. Uh, it's called the God of the Way. So you go deeper, deeper, deeper with the rabbi. Rabbi uh, Jason is is one of the greatest Bible teachers alive yeah. today. I don't know if you've had him on, but you would be. He wrote the Rock Road and Rabbi with me, and that's yeah. that's coming up on uh, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of books now. Wow! Because people want to go deeper. I've discovered. I was a. I was so discouraged back then, Joel. That we wrote that five years ago. I felt like nobody was interested in going deeper in their faith. They were happy just you know with their grandma's Sunday school. Yeah. You know, and I wasn't. I was kicked out of Sunday school. I really was. Really? This is a great, great story. I, I was in Sunday school and, they, and my teacher was teaching on when Jesus, you know, he cursed the, the fig tree. And and I said, I don't believe that. And, and she's, my teacher says, well, I just read it from the Bible. That The Bible's never, that's what it says. And I said, I know, but I don't believe it. And she goes, well, how can you say that? It's the Bible. I said, but I don't think that's what it means. Jesus, my Jesus, I remember saying, my Jesus would never curse anything that he made. He loves what he makes. Wow. And and I was asked not to go back to Sunday school. Wow. I was like 10. I don't wow. know, eight. I don't know. 
anyway, um, years later, I'm studying rabbinically and I'm that's on that same road coming down. You know it very well in between both the, 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 uh, the uh, Garden of Gethsemane, that, that road right through it coming down uh, the Mount of Olives down to the, the Kidron Valley. And uh, there we there's there's where we start teaching that day the story. The same story of the yeah, first of the yeah, and I'm going. Good. Okay, buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. And, and this is what I learned that day, and that's why I go to Israel to learn the way I do and why I write the books I do. I can't wait to share this stuff with people who just yeah. don't know. They've never been yeah. taught. It turns out that in when you study rabbinically, you understand the geopolitical and the cultural context in which the Bible was written by Middle Easterners for Middle Easterners. Then we take our Western minds and sensibilities and traditions and try to apply it. It yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. We have to get into who these people were and what they were dealing with at the time. So here's a perfect example. My teacher starts saying, you know, in the days of Jesus, first century AD, there were no, there was no buildable wood. There were no trees as such. They were called trees, but they were really glorified bushes like the olive tree. We all, and he said that every, every tree represented a group of people in the Jewish world. Hmm. And I'm going, okay, yeah. And now we know that the olive tree represents Judah, the Jews. Guess what the, the, the fig tree represented? The Pharisees and the Sadducees. Wow. Jesus had a group of people following him everywhere he went. He had an audience. And when he went over to that tree and cursed it because it had no fruit, they knew he was cursing the Pharisees and the Sadducees for not feeding his sheep, for stealing from his people, from, for creating more burdens on them, more taxes, more control over their lives. Jesus comes along and takes the chains off of us, puts them on himself so we don't have to be in chains. Yeah. And he was cursing them for, for not doing what God put them on this earth to do. And I went, I wish my Sunday school teacher could hear this. <laughs> That's crazy. I love that. Wow. I didn't even Isn't know that. Isn't that awesome? That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. How did you develop, maybe it's just natural, but how did you develop this deep love for the Bible and that passion? I guess God just put that in you. But when, when did that all start? Was that? I, when, when I asked Jesus into my heart, I was really? 12 years old in a movie theater. Wow. And um, I'd been gone to Sunday school and things like that, but I didn't know. Jesus personally. I'm Billy Graham had put out a movie called The Restless Ones. And if you look at it today, you'd say that's the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. But for its time, <clears throat> it was it, it was just the message for me. And again, so sweet of the Lord that it was in a movie theater yeah. that he met. Wow. We knew my heart. Wow. My heart was I was gonna, I'm gonna be in that movie theater one yeah. day. That's and I'm sitting that darkened, and I'm a little Jewish girl who's confused about my 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 being becoming a woman. I'm on the cusp of womanhood. I've got I want I want to be with boys. I want to have I want to be popular, and it, and it just I felt like I heard Jesus say to me, Kathy, I love you, and if you'll follow me, I will make something beautiful out of your life. Wow! Come, like he said to all the first followers, follow me, and I I just ran down the aisle. Ran down the aisle. I was never the same afterwards. Wow. That's what I want to do for people. That's why I'm making these movies. I want them to want to run down the aisle to get what they're to get what they have. Yeah, I want yeah. what they have, God. And so it was. It was then. And when I was 17, five years later, I was graduating from high school early, and it was a, um, 
my father, I, we found out that there was going to be the, the first uh, Jerusalem conference on, on biblical prophecy was going to be held in Jerusalem. And, and I wanted to go. And my father, for my graduation present, sent my mom and me to Jerusalem. Wow. So I, I missed my graduation. I didn't care. I was always fascinated by the Bible. Wow. And now that I read it rabbinically, in the, not in the Greek or in the, uh, the Hebrew, I don't speak those languages, but I study what, those, what the words mean in those languages. And it makes all the difference in the world. I mean, how many times have have we heard, you know, preach, wives, submit to your husbands, right? Well, you know what the word for that is? And I'm not preaching to you, Joel. You sure I you sure know so much more than I do. But no. when I tell this to young men and women who've just gotten married, and they've been taught that all their lives, the word is hypotasso, hupotasso in Greek. And what it really means, the root of it is the word from servitude, servile, whatever. But that's not the way it's used in the Greek. It means to reach down and lift up. Wow. That's what we, you guys have it much harder. It does say you're supposed to love your wives as Jesus loved the church and gave his life for them. The men have the much harder cross to bear, so to speak. Yeah. That's what we're supposed to do is love our husbands and reach down where however low they are and lift them up in love. Wow. That's, That's a so help me. Beautiful love story. And, and I've had people even say to me, now, Jesus was Catholic, right? And I want to I want to scream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I go, no, honey, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy Lee, let me do this because we, we only have two minutes. Take the last two minutes. And you're, you're such a great minister and communicator. Maybe just speak to somebody that's trying to find their purpose, their destiny down. Whatever right. you have to say. Well, let's do a prayer for them, Joel, shall we, honey? Yes. Lord, Joel and I um, are, are so blessed to know you since we were children, to know you, to know the truth of you, Lord God. So many people in our world today never had a father that loved them. My father loved me. He, Joel's father loved him. And Father, it was easy for us to make the connection to a heavenly Father who would love us as well. Father, we break through that problem in so many people's lives that they don't trust God because they didn't have a Father they could trust. We break that bond. We break that in the name of Jesus on people, Lord. Let them understand that you created them in beauty and in great desire for them to know you and walk with you. And in the garden, Lord, where you initially put us, your intention was not a broken world for us to be in. You put us, you birthed us in a garden, Lord. And you said, be fruitful, multiply, take care of the land. Be one with me as I am one with my son and the Holy Spirit. But Lord, we need to break through breakthrough today. Anybody listening right now, Lord, who's afraid, he loves you and he's waiting for you to call on him and crawl into his lap and let him heal you of all your, all the wounds from your childhood, all the wounds from the disappointment of life, all the wounds from the heartbreak. And the, because people who live in the past are going to die there. That's not what you want for them, Lord. We lift each individual up the way you do because you love us. And we pray this in the beautiful, perfect name of Yeshua, our Messiah, Jesus. Amen. Amen and amen. Beautiful. Kathy Lee, thank you for the time. Uh, I love what we heard today and we appreciate you. 
Thank you, my brother, Joel. Bless you. Hello to Victoria. Thanks for listening to Conversations with Joel on Joel Osteen Radio. You can listen on demand anytime with the SXM app or at SiriusXM.com. To find out more, call 855-585-JOEL. That's 855-585-JOEL.